Our learning objective is to explain the three forms of the efficient market hypothesis. When we talk about the efficient market hypothesis, keep in mind that uh, it is just that. It is a hypothesis. It's a, it's a conceptualization. It's a theory. And you can make it, think of it as somewhat analogous to the religious part of this course. And after you bec become familiar with what the efficient market hypothesis says, you can then make a choice about whether you believe all of it, some of it, or none of it. Each person is entitled to their own set of beliefs. But we all need to understand what the hypothesis says. The basic idea of the efficient market hypothesis is it's the theory that the market correctly prices securities in light of known relevant information. You could summarize it briefly as the price is right. We break the efficient market hypothesis down into three forms and we refer to these as the weak form, the semi-strong form, and the strong form. Let's look at each of them in detail. The weak form states that past stock price return movement cannot be used to predict future price changes. This would imply that various forms of technical analysis are not useful in consistently providing superior returns. The semi-strong form says that the market prices quickly and accurately reflect all public information. This suggests that fundamental analysis applied to public available information and data cannot systematically yield superior returns. The strong form says that prices move very quickly and they accurately reflect all public and, this is the key, non-public information, which suggests that even if you're an insider and you know things that other people do not know about the company, you still cannot achieve superior rates of return. As I indicated before, not, not, you don't have to believe all of the efficient market hypothesis. You can accept some and reject others. And in fact, most people fall into the category of accepting some, but not all. Let's consider the argument about why stock price changes may in fact be random. Stock prices are based on the expectation of future news and events. People don't price securities based on what's happened in the past. They price them based on what they expect will occur in the future. Now, here's the point. If our expectations are unbiased, then when actual news and events turn out to be better than expected, prices will go up. When actual news and events turn out to be worse than expected, prices will go down. Let's think about this in conjunction with earnings announcements. Analysts always have an expectation about what a company's earnings will be. And when a company then announces its earnings, if the earnings are better than the expectations, then the price invariably goes, of the stock invariably goes up. And if the 
actual earnings are worse than the expectations, the price invariably goes down. Now, in some cases, the actual earnings may be worse than the earnings of the previous year, but if they are still nonetheless better than what was expected, prices would go up. It turns out that if, if it's random whether news is better or worse than expected, then the subsequent price changes would in fact be random. So this goes back to the argument. If our expectations are unbiased, not necessarily accurate, but unbiased, then subsequent stock price movements would also be expected to be random. Okay, uh, there are a couple consequences about this that uh, people use, that people, or arguments that people use to counter the efficient market hypothesis. For example, some people will say, well, you know, I know quite a few people who did better than the market this last year. Okay, well, the efficient market hypothesis does not say no one can do better than the market. In fact, if the market average is the aggregate of all investors, then at any point in time, you would expect half of the investors to have beaten the market and half to have done worse than the market. So somebody doing better than the market, or a lot of people doing better than the market average, does not invalidate the efficient market hypothesis. Now, some people have consistently superior records. Warren Buffett always comes to mind. Does this invalidate the efficient market hypothesis, that there do seem to be some people with consistently superior accomplishments? Think about roughly a thousand people who are each going to flip a coin. And they're, they're fair coins, they're unbiased coins. Now, if, if flipping ahead means you beat the market in the coming time period, and flipping a tail means you underperform the market, and all thousand people flip that coin, then approximately 500 will be expected to beat the market in the coming year. Let's take those 500 people and have them flip their coins again. So, of that 500, how many would be expected to beat the market, that is flip ahead, in the second year? Well, now we're down to 250. So think about it. 250 of the original 1,000 would be expected to beat the market two years in a row. If those 250 flip and the survivors keep flipping, you have to go 10 years till you get down to one person. So even with random flipping, approximately one out of a thousand people would be expected to flip ahead 10 years in a row. So in the case of the stock market, if somebody beats the market 10 years in a row, they would of course trumpet their great accomplishment. They might even write a book about how they did it, but in truth, they may have just have been the lucky person who flipped 10 heads in a row. Was, has Warren Buffett been the lucky person? Or if we had gone back 60 years, could you have said, ah, this guy is going to do, have a superior record? Well, I don't know the answer to that. 
but I think it does demonstrate the argument that we would expect some people to have superior accomplishments. The only issue is can you identify them before you start flipping those coins? Let's consider some true-false questions. The efficient market hypothesis is a statement of fact. Well, that's false. It's a theory. It's a hypothesis. It's not a statement of fact. The weak form of the efficient market hypothesis states that the history of prices is of no value in assessing future changes in stock prices. That's an accurate description of the weak form, so that's true. The semi-strong form of the efficient market hypothesis refutes technical analysis but supports fundamental analysis. That would be false. The semi-strong form says that you can't use publicly available information to beat the market, so not only can you use, not use past stock prices, but you cannot use published fundamental information to beat it. So that statement would be false.